this is the time of night when I like to pop an apricot into my handbag. <laughs> I know what you mean, Bob. And at that very self-same time of night, I like to pop a delicate glass swan inside a bell. And what time of the night is that, Vic? That is exactly 10.29 mm. on a Wednesday night, only one minute before Vic Reeves' big night out. Welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Ho Ho Mark Kelly. Ooh, no Christmas jumper, mate. What's going on? Yeah, you I've know, only got, got one. Christmas. I ain't that much of an Oh, really? You've got, one. You I've got my little one, that's it. <laughs> any, any Christmas pants? No, no. It was supposed to be a Christmas jumper at work, wasn't it? Well, I don't do that kind of shit. That's what I heard. Oh, Barry had his, uh, had his Christmas jumper. It looked very nice. Yeah, very no, maybe that's... Uh, and I don't know about the ladies in the office. I don't know about the, the two girls. But uh, no, I think it was only Baz. But he seemed to be quite festive. You know, he's got his big festive moustache going on. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is yeah. already really good. Uh, our learned friend is, has had the day off today because it's birthday celebration. Maybe. It did, okay. yes. I'm the kind of person, like, I feel like I have to have a day off on my birthday, even if it's not my birthday. Same here. He's got to make that week, like, as you get older, it's not so much to celebrate as you get older. So you've got to have something. So at least have a day off. Being, a, being alive yeah, is his main thing. Um, now, before we talk about our, our main subject, do, do, you want, do you want us to announce what we're going to be doing next year? Or do you want me not to say anything about next year? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Clearly, he's on the spot. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking, you might as well talk about it. Okay, so next year, it's going to be an unusual year for us because we both turned 50. Uh, <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to pick uh, the whole 12 months uh, which might put off actually I don't think it'll put anybody off really because it's the waffle in it we're going to do a film each month from 1973 we haven't chosen those films yet I do have the list on my phone yeah, yeah, to yeah. send to you it's quite a lot um, there's quite it's a lot well, actually I've made it after about 16 because we've already done a few yeah, that's uh, it, we haven't. Not because... too bad, there's some absolute golden ones Oh, there really, isn't there? And we're going to also, maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, an actor who's born in 1973 and maybe an actor or famous person who died in 1973. That's good on there. So we've got those uh, come on there as well. Um, so that's what we're going to do next year to celebrate our 50th. So look forward to some classic 50 films. But Kel, 
Um, you've been to the cinema, as is your want. As is my want. what did you go and see? I went to see Avatar 2. Boo! No, we're not going to... Like I said, I'm not going to talk... I was going to say to you, I was going to no, say... No, spoilers, and we're not going to talk about the, the actual thing. No, I'm not going to spoil it, because I know... Whether you like it or not, a lot of people are going to go and see this film. Huh. And it is one of them films, like, you, you want to be... You want to be surprised, and because it has got some surprises. If you're a fan of the first one, it's got some good, great callbacks. If you're into that kind, are there any Smurfs in it? <laughs> no, interesting. No Smurfs. Interesting, right? Okay. No, like I said, no. I weren't going to go. I'm going to be starting to do. I'm going to see all the way through yeah, this, yeah. but I haven't seen it, so no, no. I'm being totally yeah, yeah. flippant, being facetious. Sorry, facetious. I was going to, you know, I wasn't going to go because I read, you know, three hours and twenty minutes. You know what? I didn't think you had gone because I was waiting for it. Why no. you didn't put a, a notification? No, on no, no, because I didn't, I didn't want because. Uh, well, I thought you were just either you didn't go or you were totally under. No, no, no. Like I said, I had like I told you that I had like a complete like emotional experience to it. So I want to come out and I thought I've got to let it calm down a bit and think about. <laughs> calm down. Just calm down because I know I, I like hate and love. I can. Right. I can go on and then about a couple of that thinking, oh god. I yeah, I was cut. a bit like that with no time to die. Right, you got to yeah. calm down a bit, right? So I thought I'll just come out and talk about it on the podcast. Hmm. Now. I weren't going to go, and then my wife goes, well, you just go, you know, you ain't going to pay for it. <laughs> Which was the thing about the Cineworld card, isn't it? Yeah, you have got it, 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 you, always, you were just sneaking in. No, no, it always <laughs> makes it good that you can think, you, you can be a little it's more frequent, can't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, go, don't matter, does it? No. Don't go, because you already pay, it. Anyway, so, and I, you know, I made, I broke even on my card in May. Mm. So, oh, for so. the last, yeah. it's all been free since then. So I thought, oh no, three hours and twenty minutes. Like everything these days, that is too long. Everything is too. Postman, that's unusual. Yeah, no, I know. Now, like everything these days, everything's too long, isn't it? Yes. I don't know what we're in lately. Everybody film is too long, right? right? Oh god. So I went in there. It was like ten o'clock on a Sunday morning. Right. right? Okay. I thought the people in there are going to be filming nerds, <laughs> and it was just all loads of oh, men. Really? In their forties, with their lads, look like with oh, their little lads. Okay. Was it the three D show and you went? Oh no, no, no. no? I don't okay. need it. Don't need it. Don't so, need it. And this is what I wanted to ask you about because last time oh, the, the first Avatar was a, a, supposed to be like a th- which. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for that. Yeah, yeah. Three D, the main So you do, it's not actually. This is a one that's not made for three D. No, I think they shot some scenes with a three D camera, some but bits. Right. Okay. But, because I can't wear them 3D glasses. No, like I said, I don't think he weren't too bothered about that. Because he oh, said okay. he right. said the problem. He said the thing with cameras now is that you can get that depth perception with these cameras anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Because yeah. that's what a lot of it was about depth and that. Right. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I thought, oh no. So I went in. It's about fifty people there with the kids and that. I sat there. I didn't watch the trailer because I thought I'm going to be in there long enough. Yeah. Could be in there long enough. Now he's sitting there with my sausage baguette and a nice. big coffee. Oh. Right. And I thought, okay, I thought, is that why you was emotional? I, yeah, no, I sat there and I got myself in the right kind of mood for it. Yeah. You know, I thought, just let it fly over me. Don't think too much about it. And I said, I I absolutely loved it. Oh, really? I okay. absolutely loved it. So you're the first person out of everyone that I've read yeah. so far that has loved it. Yeah. Okay. To me, you've turn off, you've got to turn off your cynicalism of films. Uh, uh, like, 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 I'd say anything like that. Like, if you're going to go and watch that, like, like I found that in Lord of the Rings, right? Right, yeah. I, the, I, I watched the first three. You're not really a fan. No, exactly. Person, but I liked them because I turned a cynical of them yeah, and yeah. just watched it. Do you think, do you think, because I, and I've only gone by what a couple of people in America have gone on and they've, they've not hated it, but they've gone and gone... Yeah, I'm glad I went. It was fun, but I'm not overwhelmed by it. Do you think now that because 
and we all everyone on Waffles everyone knows yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. like the first yeah, one yeah. I thought it was a terrible film but groundbreaking in its design yeah. do you think though that some people might be going on expecting that same kind of overwhelming it's, feeling they got from the first one because it's something new it's not like that no. I would say the film's not working on that level the second one the first one is about like America in, in, in Iraq shock and awe mm. it's all shock and awe well, but the second was, one is not so much shock and awe because you know so straight away you've got to work on there's nothing they can show that you haven't seen yeah okay right so they've got to do something different with it so it's a lot more emotional about it and so it's, it's got a story this one has uh, yeah. is it a different you know because let's face it, the first it's one got, was a it's it, what they call them origin Star Wars stories don't they yeah. all these films are all the same right. same story Star Wars same story in every fucking film mm. right but you, people don't forget about that because they like the world right yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it's all about you know what's going to happen they're going to fight the about right so you know and like for 3 hours and 20 minutes I didn't look at my watch once right. I weren't bored no. too long that's good though yeah I'm saying it's too long mm. like everything it's just too bloody long but for sheer Design mm. some of the best robot design I've ever seen in a science fiction. Uh, now I'm interested, yeah, okay. Right, there's these robots and the like, because it's about the, the ocean, mm. right? So it's about the move from the, the, that's all you can say, they have to move from the jungle or forest to the sea, right? right? Okay. So they come into the sea world and they're seen as outsiders. There's a bit about bonding between the two tribes, whatever you want to believe. But then it's about the sea. And the bit where they first go under the sea and they see all the fish, absolutely stunning. Now, if you're into aqua worlds no. of like, say, <laughs> you know, world. like Sea World, if you're into, uh, uh, you know, uh, David Attenborough stuff, right. uh, if you're into that, you know, the Blue Planet. Oh, if, no, I like the Blue Planet. Oh, right. I've got no interest in Sea World. What's no, but you see, if you're into the Blue Planet and all them kind of things. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And I couldn't tell what was real and not real. I've never seen anything like it. Ooh, okay, that's good. The bit where they're flying, bet- going between all the different shoals of fish. Mm. It's like Nemo, finding Nemo. Oh, and it's okay. like, what? It's like beautiful. Mm. There's a bit with a whale that made me cry oh. because it was so sad. I don't want to go into it because no, no. I don't want to build it up. And, you know... Imagine what Jacques Cousteau was thinking. Oh, well, this, this, you know what this, I mean? this is what I'm saying. This, I'm he's not back, you know. And like I said, I, you know, my dad is really into fish and all yeah, that. Oh, he's always loved his oh, fish, isn't I it? said to my family dad, I said, Dad, you will absolutely love it. But would he love three hours and 20 minutes? Well, this is it. it. <laughs> I'd say, if you were to go, oh, maybe do an hour and a half a day, I could do it like that. I could have done that in two it's films. Funny, so it's like what we said before, because I'm a, I can be a bit like that, where I, I've got... If you don't captivate me within the first 10 minutes, then I'm not really that yeah, interested yeah, yeah. to a certain degree, which is bad because some films are meant to really build up until halfway. Yeah, this- but I think, uh, you know, uh, it's one of the films you've kind of got to see at the cinema though, isn't it really? Exactly. Well, another thing I've said to you, right, that I like James Cameron because he said, no, this is for the cinema. Mm. It's what Guillermo del Toro said about it. Yeah. It's the best movie movie he saw in 25 years. It's a movie. It's not a film. Do you it's think? A, do you think now? Do you remember years ago when I think the first place might have been Alton Towers or something like that? They said that the big screen, in the dome. So you went and saw these kind of films. You lay on the floor, and, yeah, yeah. You lay on the floor, and you watch that, and it's kind of that experience. What? Do you not think now that these kind of films are not so much cinema storytelling films as more exhibition films? Well, look, it's, it's what you said, didn't he? Scorsese about Marvel films. Mm. People saying this is a negative. He said it's like a it's like a um, a fairground ride. Yeah, 
It wasn't people going to be negative. It wasn't being negative. Yeah. It was just saying it's a different thing. Yeah, some people like roller coasters, some people well, don't. But yeah, like, this is a film where you sit down and the sheer scale of it, when they're flying at the beginning through all the... It's like fucking hell. Mm. It's like bloody hell. And I watched it on a... On, on, you know, tell if you think about it. Yeah, you know what I'm like. <laughs> like you know, bear in mind that the last film I went to see, I put my head in my hands and, and was so angry that I needed. But, to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> but like the sheer different robots and mm. boats and submarine. There's an amazing submarine. They've got these crab robots that design like crabs so they can go. This is they something, are something amazing. Some, this is something though, which would go even better with something like um, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. That, you know, something like that. Yeah, where it's, it's the kind of Nemo film. Where, and yeah, all that it's kind the kind of film you could turn the sound off, right, mm. and put music on and watch it as a visual experience. Ah, oh, just amazing. And that's what I watched it as, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know some of the bits are a bit corny, but a lot of these films are. The, the characterisation is not that interesting. You're not that bothered. Mm. It's got loads of famous people. I didn't even know Kate Winslet was in it. I no, 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 I like the blue smoke. Yeah, but I didn't even know because I weren't thinking about that, no. which is probably a good thing that you shouldn't. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you get drawn out of things if, it, if they're too famous, can't they? I think so, yeah. Do you know but, what I mean? But there again, it's also a good thing where you, you kind of like, yeah. you, clearly you haven't, excuse me, done what we normally do is look up all the facts before seeing Yeah, well, I said as well, it's like, I think the film Ants, I love that film. Straight away, you know, it's Woody Allen and Ants, the rest of the time, whatever you yeah, do, yeah, you yeah. can't get out of your head and it's still Vesta Alone and Woody Allen. So, this is good where I looked up, oh, God, bloody hell, there, innit, and there, innit? I didn't know bloody that's in it. But like I said, I come out, it may be, I went on blasting my eyes out, but the bit, mm. this bit happens with like the wild creature they've got, and it really, really hit me. You are, so you are a bit of a sucker for stuff like that. It's like the reason why you always cried with um, Black Hole because of. I, 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 uh, I, I get sentimental, all right. And, and when the screens, and when the screen come up at the end, right, every little kid was jumping around going, yeah, at the end. Oh, that's a good and thing. I come out and I said to like, that's it. That's that's, what, that's, that is what film should be. There's right. cinema. Hmm. There's cinema. But on another aspect, I'd also like to see someone going the opposite of going, no, but a little kid. actually sat all the way through it. And a that. little kid. I'm not being funny. If you're a little kid and watch that film between 8 and 12, something mm. like that, you're going to, you think, my God, I want every film like this. Because they don't understand how it's made. They think, oh God, look at this world. I've never seen a world like it. There's a bit where they're like, like, these crab robots are coming off this big ship. And it's like, fucking, I've never seen that before. Mm. I've never seen robots look like that. And the people, are, see the people in them? Oh, and it's, okay. that's the thing. You can't tell where real, I've never seen mm. it like that. Where usually it's a bit blocky. You watch them in Avatar and it looks a bit blocky. Yeah. Because a bit like the Star Wars ones, didn't they? They were mm. work, you know. But that matte texturing's gone now. Yeah. And it's smooth. And it made me think, my God, if you're a Star Wars film, you know, it's all Lord of the Rings. Do you think that this might be a bit of, I mean, you know, I, I still believe in, uh, and I'm not against, obviously, you yeah. know, uh, future kind of filmmaking or anything like that. But, <clears throat> you know, when you watch The Hobbit, you can tell the difference between watching The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings was mainly set design and set building. We've obviously, we've extra green screen on the back of it. But with The Hobbit, it was virtually all computer generated. And I think it, there was still a loss of feel to it. Well, they said that the weightlessness. In that. Right, there's a weightless to yeah. it, you know. This Avatar didn't have that. Oh. This is the, there's a bit where they're running and they call it, you know, like a lot of, <laughs> it's like um, King Kong, isn't it? Yeah. The film, it's great. But the bit with the dinosaurs on the island and they're running down that thing, it just mm. looked like, right, does it? No. Everyone said it. They call it the, the, the Valley of the Uncanny, don't they? It just looks <laughs> a bit weird. But this, it doesn't like that bit. And it's like everything has got <coughs> heft. And mm. I couldn't tell, because I said they were shooting real fish with the... And you couldn't tell. 
And mm. you could not tell. So they've done, they've done the movement thing where everything's transferred. That's the thing. Oh, okay. And like I said, a little kid ain't going to know about things like that. No. He's just going to come home and go, oh, I want to watch that again. The sad thing is, though, is that if he's really enjoying something like that, or she's really enjoying that, later on in life, they're going to become like us and start looking at how films are made and then slightly ruin it for themselves. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. I didn't read too much because I didn't want no. to read the thing because he said he's releasing a film next year. Which is going to be what they did to make that film, which would be finished filmmaking, be probably because of that bloody camera and mm. how they do all the stuff in it. So that'd be and a nice Blu ray kind of That'd be an amazing thing. And like, it is a bit long, but when you've spent a billion pounds on it, what a film is supposed to make, mm. you're going to have to shoot it, show as much as you Do you think there's going to be three and four? Well, I think there's three. I think there's three because at the end it's set up for the sort of final battle between these and the mm. human people so that's probably going to happen whether you're going to get that much money again to make a film it's going to make three billion dollars to make the money back I don't think it's going to make that money back cinema does it this is a massive test but it's only weekend draw well it's going to be interesting that because I said if this doesn't make money it's going to change cinema after that then because no one's going to spend money then well, and it's going to affect everything well maybe or maybe it'll actually because yeah. what worries me slightly and we'll have to Get off this subject. Yeah, but, yes, well, yeah, yeah. Um, what worries me a little bit is, is the loss of art of classic filmmaking. Yeah. You know, and, but uh, then again, you're always going to have your Tarantino, your Scorsese, yeah, and, well, uh, and your Andersons and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. But like yeah. I said, um, you know, Disney for the first year there says not made money. Mm. Right? And they spent more money on them two films than, than all the others put together. Yeah. So, but the problem was some of their effects can sometimes be a little bit ropey in Marvel, can't they? Yeah. I don't think they've got the best effects team in the world. No, no I think it's not better or no. James Cameron's it's just the fucking best. I think it's got I think they're getting better. They're getting better. The Star Wars thing. But I think they're reining that back a little bit. They're going, oh, we can't just have it all. Yeah, but that's what happened, that's my big problem when it with Obi Wan, weren't it? Some of the effects were a little bit ropey, weren't they? The bit with the rocks flying around a bit yeah, that was a, a bit, bit ropey. That was, a bit, that was a bit like a Computer game, you know, but, but I think sometimes that, don't though. do it then. No, don't no, do it. And I think anyway. But like I said, if anyone, <laughs> I'd be interested what people think about it. Like I said, maybe because I was in the right mood. Because mm. the film, I think, is like that, isn't it? Yeah. You, you know what mood you set to the cinema, you'll generally get back. If you're in a bad mood, you won't like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just come out of well, we felt we recording this in the middle of the day. You, you've got a day off, and I've walked out. I haven't walked out of work. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I've, I've put the time yeah. off, but um. You know, if I was in the mood I am at the moment, I probably wouldn't really enjoy it. And, and uh, I don't like those kind of films. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, I, quite a lot of anger in the uh, in the comic book world and also uh, fantasy action film world regarding uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, but if you see what, what he said about it, though. Uh, uh, Cavill's statement, brilliant. Yeah. Thought, well, um, well, that man, that yeah. man is what you call a decent, honourable yeah, yeah. human but being. But if you listen to what James Gunn said, he's got... No more Wonder Woman. He's got rid of her. No. Jason Momoa's got rid of Jason Momoa. I'm not too sure if he's got rid of Oh, he has got rid of Jason Momoa. Because he says, I want to start again. I don't want to work on people's... But he said there's going to be no origin stories. No, but he (laughs) says, these were working with different people. Mm. I do not like where Batman has gone. I do not like where Superman's gone. Mm. I do not like where Aquaman's gone. And I do not like where Wonder Woman's gone. Mm. So he said, I'm not going to completely change it because it's on for so I want to do my own thing. Mm. I'm going to have my own cast. I'm not going to do allergy. He said, it's not about that now. It's about I want to do something. I want younger people. Mm. He wants a younger cast. So he's going to be back. So he's got time for him to think it. James Gunn's amazing. So I, I, I trust the man. Yeah, I, I trust I just think it was... And I, don't get me wrong, I, I blame the studio more than anything because he dropped... He, he, well, Cavill walked away from The Witcher 
I think he obviously knew he weren't going to be. Able yeah, to there's going to be something factor. going on. More but I think he's because he's such a, a proper yeah. Final Fantasy. He's, he's such a kind yeah, of yeah, nerd yeah. and uh, in a good way. Where I don't think he wasn't too happy with the way that the witch was going away from the books, the original source material. Yeah. So I think that might have been a bit of a new because the fact that they got. Is it Liam Hemsworth? Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Liam Hemsworth taking over. You don't just suddenly say, oh, by the way, my mate's doing it. Nah, this, so is this, is, this has been set up for a while. But the fact the studio said, yeah, now you can announce that you're going to do another Superman. And yeah, then yeah. they suddenly drop him. I don't think that was right. Because yeah. that, I think yeah. that was, but that's not James Gunn's fault. And that's no, no. not this Henry Cavill's fault. That's this the studio. studio. Once again, the DC studios fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I've, they want to get rid of that yeah. management team. Yeah. They do, because they cannot do... And regardless whether you like Marvel films or you think they'll be, they've been a bit off lately, which the, the Feige knows exactly what he's doing. Nah, nah, they're very good. You know what I mean? People. And maybe James Gunn is going to take a few pages out of that. But well, still, I, maybe, just maybe, and you know where my heart lies with James Bond. It's I, I've been... I prayed, you know, to, to whatever, that uh, he yeah, becomes yeah. James Bond, because I think he would be brilliant yeah, as James Bond. He might be a bit too old for it. Well, he's, uh, he's only 41, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, this is what James Gunn said. He said Cavill's too old for his Superman. So I think yeah, it's I mean, going to be... Chris Reeve? I mean, yeah, Chris Reeve still holds the... Yeah, yeah no, but I think he was talking about that. He said that when I think of Superman, it's Chris Reeve. I want to take it back to Chris yeah. Reeves. I thought... I wonder if he's going to have him in the pants. Because <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what? I, people say, oh, it looks a bit campy. To that. And they're going, well, why? Yeah, yeah. It's a Utah costume for those. Anyway, that's, anyway. that's that. Um, we have a Christmas treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you all as well. I hope you are in a festive mood. Uh, we will be from Thursday. Um, and uh, I hope you've got some drinkies going on. But we do have a Christmas Rob K email. He's Once been again. very quiet this year, hasn't yeah, he? I think they've let him out. Yeah, he has this time, uh, yeah. He's, he's been he's on day release. He's on day release. Once again, I have not read the email. Right. So I do apologise in advance for any of what But Kel, what are we at long last for the second take <laughs> talking about today? We're talking about Mr Vic Reeves and Mr Bob Mortimer Esquire. And what do we do before we talk about it? Play some, sorry, I don't know what you're doing. What you sort know of what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. Come on, it's Oh Mr. Mr. Songwriter. So that everyone in the world can sing along Oh, Mr. Painter Do as a picture with your brush Make it easy on the eye So the children of the world can live in
Lisa from the ward Lay them willy-nilly in the cornfield So that the father's job recorded this uh, oh, episode this is a, this is a, this is for people who've been listening to the podcast for a long this is yeah. not deep cuts this is but we never released it did we because, no, because we're too tired and we couldn't think no we couldn't think it was a bit, <laughs> the chances are it actually might, might sound pretty good but, but we just didn't trust we, it did we and we thought we're, we're not going to release an episode that one especially about Vic and Bobby we absolutely adore yeah. And I think we recorded it on a Thursday night. Or yeah, it was it. Like, we stopped doing it after that, didn't we? Yeah, we were just like, we're not, we're not going to do that again. But yeah, so we did talk about Vicar Bob now for our American friends or Canadian or maybe Australian or those people outside of the United uh, Kingdom and Ireland. Um, you might not know who Vicar Bob are, but please do pull them into um, uh, YouTube and have a look. It's very surreal comedy. And you've got to give. I it think a they might time. like it if they like. If suddenly you're into like that, love Python and that, don't they? Yeah, Python, Milligan, uh, if you're into that, Mighty world. Boosh, uh, yeah, Bengali, into that world. yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely Boosh. I'd say definitely, definitely Boosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But let's talk about who these people are. Well, Vic Reeves is actually known as, and is now known as, uh, James Roderick Moyer, or Jim Moyer, born 24th of January 1959. So he's 63. <laughs> uh, born in Leeds. Uh, he's an accomplished painter. He's yeah. a comedian, uh, musician, uh, and actor. He's been, obviously, these two have been uh, going since 1986. Uh, Bob Mortimer, Robert, Robert, Robert Renwick Mortimer, 23rd of May 1959, so they're both 63, in Middlesbrough. Um, and I say that Bob has kind of, Vic's now, or Jim as we should really yeah, call Yeah, Jim now, yeah. Has really gone into doing more of his painting because he's got a little bit of a tumour, but a benign tumour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in his left ear. And so he's doing a lot more painting as Bob has tended to do a little bit more kind of panel shows and um, fishing. Gone fishing, with, yeah, uh, yeah. With, with, um Paul which is strange isn't it because when we were when we were first into him which was probably 90s 89 89 was at, yeah was right? school yeah so Bob was a lot, a lot more the quieter figure wasn't he yeah he was in the background as Vic was the main guy was the main and, Bob, and Bob just Bob did the stunts yeah. yeah and he didn't, he didn't really see him on TV he like <clears throat> and that sort of changed as time went on because Vic sort of started because he had the illnesses had a lot yeah. of things didn't he and I think you know he can be, as they were talking about, he can be a difficult person, Vic Reeves, can't I think he? he can be. I think he's a little bit better now. But yeah, um, yeah. for those uh, who don't know uh, where this all started from, uh, Jim Moy at the time, he started uh, a career at New Cross in London. Um, he settled at a name called Vic Reeves and did a big night out. And it was basically in Deptford and then at the Goldsmiths Tavern. Do you ever know where he got Vic Reeves from? Now I have something... 
I believe it was something to do with Jim Reeves. Jim Reeves, yeah, because it's got to be, isn't it? Something to do with his dad and that. I think, anyway, yeah. that might come up in a, in a fact to be later on. Uh, he met Bob Mortimer, who was in the audience uh, at the Albany Theatre, uh, and they started to do the whole show together. Now, at that point, this is the late 80s, mid-80s, late 80s, um, it started to get a bit of an underground kind of... Yeah, what uh, probably was at the... The gold, the Goldsmith Tavern. Is it still there, the Goldsmith Tavern? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people that are really into it was like Jonathan Ross yeah. and all, all those kind of things. Now, there, it, there's, there's not a lot of footage available from those it's early not- shows unless... You was in the Vic Reeves fan club. Here you go. And this is Mentis. <laughs> now, listeners, growing up with Mentis, Mentis was very obsessional about things. <laughs> right? So we went for a big Vic Reeves obsession oh, where man. he did with his scrapbook and Mentis was a member of that fan club. I was a member of that fan club. I was. And um, I had the official Vic Reeves 3D t-shirt. If you yeah, that. I remember, yeah. The Vickery's 3D t-shirt, I had uh, the, all the fan club stuff. I used to get emails, not emails, sorry, mail yeah, yeah. off Vic and Bob. And I'm trying to remember what the guy, he was in a band with Vic. His name might turn up on here somewhere along the line, but he used to get quite a lot of stuff. And one of the offers was you could buy the videotape oh, from the, talking, the, yeah. the actual Big Night and thing. And I've still got it in the loft. And it's, a, it's a white... It's because remember the, the video cover for Vickery's Big Night Out was like the rainbow kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was pure white with Vickery's Big Night Out on the yeah, front yeah. of it. And it's, it is just literally a video camera, but it's some of the stuff on there is amazing because you can see where it all builds up from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the act, you know, and seeing Bob coming on there and Fred, uh, Fred Elwood. Yeah, Fred yeah, Elwood. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be Yeah, in early 1990s, that videotape uh, came about. Um, but it's got, yeah, I, I did get quite quite obsessed with it all as well including I think I might have dyed my hair black as well at one point have you still got your scrapbook uh, you know I'm not too sure I don't think I have I don't think it's just such a pre-internet time if I'm you read something you'd never anything again no so, no, so I, I, well, I think I said to you I remember when we never got to see them the no, first time no it's one of our big annoying things in it yeah because we were a little bit too too young yeah and didn't have money no money, but if you remember we had tickets to go to London to see him did. and we didn't go no and I don't know why we didn't go. I think it was because we didn't finish till like midnight and we had no idea what to do. Yeah, yeah, we were Because we had no money. We no, that's have it, a job. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, which, is, which is really, when you think about a few of our friends that we know went to the Hacienda and just tossed around and there's us being too, yeah, you yeah. know, prima donna-ish, not knowing what to do. Um, but I had Melody Maker, NME uh, stuff cut out. I had all the Q Magazine stuff, everything yeah. from that whole thing. And do you remember me getting really excited when I found... Um, Vic on a Shaking Stevens uh, uh, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to play Vic Reeves dressed in his, because he's well known for, at that point for wearing his nice suits. And they were amazing suits. You well. loved his suits. Yeah. Oh my They're gosh. They were like sort of Edwardian suits, weren't That's they? Right, yeah, the velvet collars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a teddy boy would wear or something, wouldn't That's they? It. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, uh, you could probably get them now for, for yeah, like yeah, really yeah. good money. Um, but yeah, so the first time then we saw it on TV, I remember you telling me about it yeah, yeah. In, when we were in physics. We were physics yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when Channel 4 bought the voice, now he was brought over by Jonathan Ross and Alan Yenta, uh, alongside uh, Charlie Higgs and Paul Whitehouse, who were the, what, the extra people in it. Mm. And uh, this was done through Jonathan Ross's Channel X. Um, so they're the ones who started them off on, on the TV because Vic and Barb had already done um, Jonathan Ross show. You know, late night with Jonathan Ross. They'd, they'd done a few characters on that. Yeah, that was another thing. A bit, we're a bit young for that Jonathan Ross show. And that. I remember it being yeah. on, but 
when you're 15, you don't want to watch stuff like no, that. Yeah, no, that's... But when, when, now, oh, I should point out as well that hopefully you may hear some clips coming in throughout the show. I'm not guaranteeing it. It all depends on how we get on with editing to try and get these out. But if suddenly we get cut off and, and some kind of strange thing comes on, it's that's not a mistake. Mother gonna <laughs> hair, um, the man with the stick. Uh, yeah, Donald yeah. and Davis start interviewing Sting. Which I was watching last night, which just killed me. So you might get those. If you don't, I'm sorry about that. But if you do suddenly hear something come in, that, that's what that is. Um, but do you remember first seeing it? Because I remember what my reaction was when I first saw Vickery's Big Night Out. I think like I remember it being on. It was on. A, I'm sure it was on a fir, uh, Friday night, wasn't it? Was it Friday night? I think so. It was Quite Channel late. 4, about 10, 10 o'clock. 10 yeah, when Channel night. 4 was amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's not even the same network anymore. We've commented that then you just all your stuff you wanted to watch on Channel yeah, 4, Channel 4 yeah. you know, Clip Australia's film show, mm. all this amazing bloody stuff. I remember thinking, bloody hell, this is like uh, Python. Yeah. Now, I was not a massive Python fan growing up, but I got into Python because of you. Mm, yeah. I was not really a comedy person growing up, really. I did like the goodies, yeah. <laughs> which was sort of watered down Monty Python, but... Yeah. I loved it when I was a kid. It's still in its own right, good. Surreal shit in there. And yeah. still the only person to kill someone laughing, isn't it? That person died laughing. <laughs> oh, he the, did, didn't he? The haggis, yeah. didn't he? The haggis, yeah. Died laughing. He's a clown to pay, man. He's a clown to pay, man. Right. Uh, yeah. Killed by Bill Adder. Yeah. Bloody hell, this is bloody like that and not the thing here. Then telling you about it and you go, bloody hell, it's bloody Monty Python. Mm. I remember not liking it. I know. That's the episode I saw. And um, I remember going, I just don't. It's, I think it was because of that I was so wrapped up in the Goon Show and Python and and kind of that kind of Spine Milligan and that kind of um, uh, surrealist kind of comedy. I kind of was a little bit naively thinking, oh, this is just a rip off of it. Yeah. But then it wasn't until uh, I rewatched it because it was usually repeated. I had a video at that yeah, point because yeah, yeah. so I, I know I did tape it. That I got it the second yeah, viewing. Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, this needs two viewings. This does. It definitely. Does. And then when you realise that it's yeah, kind yeah. of like. Because the stage show is exactly... It is literally... They've just moved it from yeah. the, the stage the show... Shambolic the shambolic it as well, yeah, yeah, the whole shambolic thing and everything like that. And then suddenly... And I understood why my... Now, being an adult and nearly 50, I can understand why my mum and dad were just sitting there going, why are you laughing about a man pressing a, a, a doorbell and then going... Meow, 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 oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and having a ticket yeah, yeah. take coming out. Yeah. But then when you watch Jim Carrey on Ace Ventura yeah. and he's doing the same kind of thing you think actually yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Is, but I found though didn't you that I, when I I've watched Big Night Out mm. last Christmas I watched it when it was on it sort of hasn't as aged as well as I thought it would but maybe mm. that's because I've saw so much and we've grown older let's stand I'll stand now <laughs> stand thank you very much stand and welcome the man with the stick <laughs> I didn't say you could sit down. <laughs> what do we cry when we see a man with a stick? What's on the end of the stick? What's on the end of that stick indeed? Are you going to reveal? I doubt if you are really, are you? You are going to reveal. Well, let's have a look. <laughs> let's have a look at the end of this stick. What have we got? Oh! <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that Admiral Nelson's final flannel? <laughs> <laughs> what are you 
stick down, relax, take it easy. I'll take another stick, come and join me over here. Let's have a look at that helmet, yes. What have we got here? The feeling you get when Bullseye comes on the telly. <laughs> A lamppost that's been disconnected to serve electricity for the Farnborough Air Show. <laughs> and one of the kinks trying to force a duvet into a bread bin. <laughs> what have we got here? Uh, a terrible smell enveloping an entire campsite, and behind a bush, we can just see Belinda Carlisle cooking some pears. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good cocktail, it to me. So, members, come on here and join me. We've heard all about your research and all that, but what about the man behind the mask? Man, stick good. Man, stick good, yes. <laughs> good man behind mask, what? Well, uh, putting it briefly, uh, Vic, I'm a clerical officer with the local port authority. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I've been working there for four years. I'm single, not married. <laughs> and uh, I do menial duties, but it's all livened up. Not, hey, come on. Yeah, listen. yeah. It's all livened up by the presence of a fella called Terry. Oh, really? Terry, oh, it, that it sounds great. It's not a pleasure, right? For example, let me give you an example. Yeah, right? go on then. Go on, so I'm in a little porter cabin separate from everyone else because they don't like to work with me. <laughs> Right, yeah. And Terry said, there's the bus's car. Why don't, one of the stick, why don't you scrape the car? You didn't, did you? I scraped it. Oh, I can't believe it. Terry called the police, like, He didn't, did he? Oh, he didn't. No, no, he can't do it. Look. Yeah, go on. No, no, no. What he does is he puts chemicals in me too. He doesn't. No, I can't believe it. When I eat them all, my face, like, pops up. Oh, that's fantastic. And he brings all the lasses in to laugh at this. Oh, he does it. We have a brilliant time. Sounds like a great lad there. Anyway, enough of that, enough of me. Yeah, what? Um, I heard you've been stuffing uh, toilet paper up some rabbits' butters. <laughs> <laughs> you had to mention my Warren blocking weekend with Lizzie Stanford, didn't you? <laughs> you wouldn't let it lie, would you? <laughs> no, you wouldn't let it lie! <laughs> you wouldn't let it lie! I think you believe you've overstayed your welcome. I enjoyed your rag, but you've overstayed your welcome. Take your stick and get out. Some of them little bunnies might suffer from asthma. Well, I don't know. Do you know, a lot of people say to me, Vic, why do you never contact the dead? I think, yeah, I think it's I think your humour changes as you get a bit older. And you probably want... Oh, I don't want to say, oh, I hate to say this, but I think there comes a point the older you get, and even though you turn around and say, no, I've still young and hard, you end up kind of wanting a little bit more intellectual style humour, and that's not, be, I'm not being derogatory one bit because I no, still adore it, surreal it, it humour. So, it's so silly. Yeah, I think. And some of the jokes don't work, and they don't. No. They no. don't, like I said, it's about a 50 50. But it makes you wonder if did they work at the time? They probably didn't. That's what's quite cool about it because it's oh, all experimental like, comedy. And you know? it's so quick the jokes are. Isn't yeah. it? It's a bit like the airplane thing. If you don't like that one, don't worry, we'll have one round in a minute. Yeah. And she moved on so quick, mm. but the characters are amazing. That's what you find. The characterisation of it is amazing. I think, isn't and, it? and I think the one thing that really helped Big Night, especially Big Night Out, was the fact that you did have catchphrases. You know, a lot of a lot of com- uh, comedy shows went away slightly from the catchphrase kind of thing, and it wasn't smacking your face kind of thing. It was like you wouldn't let it lie. Uh, what's on the end of the stick, Vic? Yeah, yeah. All these kinds of stuff, you know. You lie and get. I've fallen, I've fallen, Vic, you know. All those kind of But I think the, the only problem when I was looking for clips is it is very visual. It's a very visual yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And you know? a lot of the stuff that you. It's one of them, don't you find it's them comedies where you watch so much all together, you forget which series had which bit in. Yeah. And all the stuff that I, in my head, was laughing at, I didn't realise was. Uh, 
Reeves and Morty, or the, the comedies afterwards in the 90s. Yeah. That's what I remember. But I'd put them, because I was thinking, oh, I've got Mulligan O'Hare, but Mulligan O'Hare didn't come in so late. No, no, no. But I thought didn't. that was in Big Night. I hope it wasn't in Big no. Night. I, I, think, I think this is the thing, though. I think they're, they're extra characters, they're actual, you know, made up characters a lot better than what um, the show is, generally. I mean, I found that his name now, Les, played by Fred Arlwood, he was a bald bloke in a, a, a lab assistant coat. Who uh, he never spoke, but he loved spirit levels. But had a fear of child. Had a fear of child, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. used to love that. That yeah. that to me is perfect humour. Yeah, you know the fact that he'd show yeah, yeah. the spirit level, he'd be happy, and yeah, then some yeah, child yeah, yeah, would be yeah, not yeah. really sad. And you think, you know, you do have to think, well, where the hell does this kind of come come from? So until later on, you you, you realise that all the drawings in the show are done by Jim. But his his famous artist, his favourite artists were stuff like Dali yeah, yeah. and so like, and then you can see the kind of yeah. the, the surrealism of it all being blended into these kind of different kind of things yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you know you would I think music terms you turn around and say are oh, people like this kind of music because they're off the face on drugs he wasn't no uh, at all um, <laughs> so this comes purely from his brain but it's like in comedy it's probably harder to perceive than it would be for like music like Pink Floyd and yeah, 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 Jackson yeah, yeah, Airplane yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but yes, but Big Night Out, um, they didn't move then from Channel 4 to BBC 2. Hello. Hello. My name is Dermot Mulligan. My name is Dermot O'Hare. Yes. Tonight we'd like to sing to you about my wife, Rose. Yes. Now, I met Rose in hospital when I was having surgery to my bad leg. Yes. And Rose was, of course, in hospital having an ankle chain dislodged from her calf where the skin had grown over it. Yes. It had become embedded. Yes. The, the I think that's said, the word I was looking for. The surgeon said, Rose. He said, Rose, your ankle chain's embedded. Yes, mm. come on. Well, the surgery was successful. But it left Rose sadly bald. Yes, in every department. Yes, it's sadly so. <laughs> we then moved to a hostel nearby, mm. and it was there in the communal washroom that me and Rose first held hands. Yes. yes. You were attracted by the smell of the dermatological cream that she was scraping from her toupee. That's right. Yes. Yes, I was drawn right yes. towards it. Now, around this time in the hostel, Mulligan became addicted to Rose's hormone therapy tablets. Yes, I did. And he became subject to the most violent mm, mood swings. Very violent. Indeed. Yes, yes, they could be very, very violent. Very violent. <laughs> Rose eventually left me for a carp. Carpet salesman. And hasn't been seen now. For six weeks, our alibis are intact. Yes. I was at Mulligan's. And I was at O'Hare's. Yes. So we dedicate this tune to the memory of my wife, Rose. Yes. Stop us from trying. <laughs> we were turned down for adoption because of her bizarre appearance. For us, how we 
I mean, I filmed a pilot, again, I've got this on tape, called Popple Doodle Dandy. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Right, so Popple Doodle Dandy came out, and that ended up becoming the smell of Reeves and Mortimer. Ah, right. Now, that's, at this point, this is where, this is 1993, so uh, Bob had moved from being the psychic more to being equal parts. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will go on to the weekends a little bit like that, but... Yeah. They stayed with uh, the BBC. They did uh, Reeves and Mortimer's Driving School, which is a one-off comedy show featuring Pat Wright and Dave Arrowsmith, the bra men. Do you remember the bra yeah, now, yeah. There is a point where I'll, I'll get to where, uh, where not that we went, didn't fall out of love with Vic and Bob. It was more the fact that other people started liking Vic well, and Bob. Well, no. Which is that... a bit immature of us, but... But when you're young, you know, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then, right, we all loved Reeves and Mortimer and Bang Bang. All them were amazing, right? And then it was shooting stars. Yeah. Now, the first season that we first come on was really good. And do you, know, do you know where that come from, shooting stars? No. They did a pilot for Eureka Johnson called It's Eureka. Ah, right. And that's where it spun from. Because, no, it's really good because Vic was amazing on it. Mm. But, and there's some amazing sketches. Some of the best sketches on the line are all from that series. <laughs> but the show became too big. Mm. And then we eventually got to see him at the Symphony Hall, Birmingham Symphony Hall. We did Symphony We were so excited. We'd eventually got to see Vic and Bob, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, he come out. Uh, we managed to stick in there. Yeah, Bob came out. And, and, and no one said it apart Bob from me and you. <laughs> and <laughs> then we thought, oh. yeah, this is... And all it was, the crowd there were first shooting stars. Shooting stars. Which we, snobbishly... A bit like, oh, I prefer them in there when they're in here. Yeah. I know. It's it's a, a, that's what you like when you're That's young. what you like. It's such a wanky thing to say. Yeah. But it's like, it's kind of, it is a bit kind of territorial, isn't it? You go, well, we, we were there at the start. And you look back now, and I, I mean, I, I think people might think a little bit like that with the Mary Whitehouse experience with Newman and Baddiel. They'll be going, hold on a minute, we were there for the Mary Whitehouse experience. No, not Newman and Baddiel, you know. But... It was that, and you had like Charlie Chuck, who don't get me wrong, was very funny as uh, Uncle Peter. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there was all. I mean, before shooting stars in '99, you had Bang Bang Retrieved and Mortimer. Now, this is what you were saying. This is where Donald and David Stock come from. Although they did, they, they oh, did, yeah. had, they had appeared in the Big Night Out era, but I, it wasn't until this when yeah. they kind of had their own kind of. Yeah, I think that's what you get them. And I think this. I think, like, I think basically that. Like Vic, uh, Vic was big night. It was like their laboratory, weren't it? Mm. They were working on all their, their comedy and characters, and then you'd bring some back, and you're right, Dave, Donald Davy Stott, who were amazing. But that is to me was Reeves and Mortimer and Bang Bang are the highlight of it for yeah. me, just because it was so fucking odd. But funny. Yeah. And this was a thing. It was always funny. Mm. Summer Big Night Out was odd. You think, ain't that funny? It was just weird. This yeah. was funny. This was funny. This was really well And, and a brilliant cast in it. Because yeah. it was Paul Whitehouse, weren't it? Yeah, Charlie Higson. Charlie Higson. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Uh, 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 Al Murray. Yeah, Al Murray. Now, Ma- was Al Murray booze for Baby? Well, that's a good point. I think it was, you know. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. I think Matt Lucas was doing stuff, wasn't Matt he? Because Matt Lucas was the ultimate super fan, weren't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, they'd, they'd done um, Mash, was it Mash and Peas or something on the Comedy Channel, done by, I think Edgar Wright had something to do with that. Oh, right. Um, and I'm not talking, I'm not mentioning that other guy's name because I can't bring myself to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think now where, 
Because you see, I was watching the MasterChef sketch, oh, which I haven't got a clip of, so, so, uh, so which is really surreal. Oh, it really but is. But it's really good. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. good. And I'm thinking, well, what, was that big night? No, I'm sure that was either the smell of Eves or Bang Bang, it's Eves and Mortimer. And it all, all kind of blends Have you got the series on? Have you got them? Yeah, I got all of them. All yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. Have you thought about watching them again? When yeah, I've watched them when I first bought them. I'm not. No, I de- I've definitely got the smell of Eves and Mortimer. I don't know if I've got Bang Bang, you know. I'm after looking again. Yeah, See, yeah. if I haven't, I'll end up buying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there you go. Um, yeah, so I did that. They did it, at that point in, uh, in 2004, they did Catterick, which I still haven't seen, which really I need good. to buy. That S- was only one. Semi-serious. I think people didn't want... I think they were going through the mad, not mad, madness period. Oh, <laughs> right. I want to be seen. I'm not just... We're not just comedy. We've got some... Si- All artists go through that period that they... Mm. Com- comedians especially that they really want to do serious... And Catterick is half funny, but half serious. Yeah. The funny stuff weren't serious. Not so much. As we'll talk about Randall Hucker, they weren't the most amazing actors in the world. No, no. no. <laughs> there was a one-off special on BBC Two called Vic and Bob's Big Night Out, which was shown in uh, December 2017. But then uh, a two four-part series followed in 2018 and 2019 on BBC Four. Um very unusual version of it. I didn't particularly like it. Um, I think I was trying to do their old stuff now. Yeah, It was yeah. kind of like not hitting the mark. And I think I got the impression that the people in the audience was... I mean, if me and you was in the audience, we would have laughed. And act number two at Novelty Island is Graham Lister, fifth of the fifth, 55 years, the document burner. He enjoys hanging around in post offices, nicking the last leaflets from the rack. And he got the idea for this act when he set fire to Hitler's diaries. <laughs> so you are a document burner, right? This yeah. week I present document burning, Reeves. There is a difference. And you're back here with one of your very, very poor acts. Very, very poor if just by a simpleton like yourself, Reeves, if you don't mind. <laughs> I, in the past I have burned documents belonging to important people, such as lawyers and doctors and dentists, whom I respect greatly. All right, then, then you're going to be burning some documents tonight, Graham. Yes, I am. I'll commence immediately. All right, then, what you go. see before you is the CSA certificate belonging to Lloyd Hunnigan. Oh. <laughs> I don't suppose anyone would miss that, would they? Yes, Reeves, the parents presumably would miss it, but there it goes. No, I care not. There, I also have here Alan Wicker's one-year passport. <laughs> He's got a one-year passport. He goes all over the bloody world. Reeves, his shows never last longer than a year, do they? Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pop that in. That's all getting a bit tasty, isn't it? <laughs> Such is my axe, though, Reeves. So and it, then, before it? I no, before I finish, Reeves, I've heard that you and that prat with the helmet uh, with the <laughs> stick are going on a holiday to Barbados shortly. Yeah, we are. What's the business? Is have you been? And I believe that you're flying in... Air Mingus. Yes, we are flying Air Mingus. Where did you get them? Have you been in my dressing room? Never mind, Yes, you refuse to answer my correspondence. You refuse you to give my accent accept... any votes. No, that's the I end will of not accept holiday. that. No, come here. Very <laughs> 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 sweet, Reeves. Oh, take the thing off with you. No, you're dealing with Lister. Oh. <laughs> Such a beautiful holiday. Because it's like Vic and Bob. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is a problem with doing that. I don't I think you've got to you can't just go you can it's just a bit like the way, weren't it? This, right, Chris Evans brought back Oh, uh, don't forget your toothbrush. Uh, no, yeah. sorry, um thank God it's yeah, 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 yeah. And it weren't the same. No. There's something weird about older guys, because this is one of the time as now now Vic Reeves was nearly sixty, mm. and there's something to be and I like older blokes pissing about a la top uh, top gear, right? But 
you've got to move on with it. And it hadn't moved on. And I think Vic, I think Vic, you know, Jim, was losing his passion for a lot of this I celebrity so. and that, weren't he? Well, I think he'd done, they'd also done Families at War. Do you remember Families at War? That was a, a, a two series of that. Uh, which is another yeah. another quiz show. This, I think it was a time where we'd sort of gone off on a bit, hadn't we? I think so, because Mighty Boosh had come in, Garth Marenghi had come in, yeah, Richard yeah, yeah. Iodi had come in. Uh, we'd also got into more kind of stuff like Vicar Gervais, like The Office. It, yeah, comedy uh, and change, hadn't And it? also, we kind of got more into dark comedy, you know, yeah, a little yeah. bit more kind of... More d- verbal, well, I suppose, more dialogue as well. More dialogue. I suppose you, you also had the kind of like Phoenix Knights had come out, so you had Peter Kay had come yeah, out yeah. and started doing his big tours. And but then, which is a softer version of kind of um, what's it called? Uh, observational comedy. Yeah, yeah. You had then Frankie Boyle, whose observational comedy was more harsh and quite cutting and stuff like that. And the silliness seemed a bit old-fashioned, didn't it? Yeah, because I suppose that, and that happened exactly when you think about it in the seventies, where we'd gone away from stuff like Python. And then brought stuff like Man About the House, Confessions films, the like uh, Carry On films. Everything goes round and comes around. Obviously, you know, now that kind of cutting humour is starting to die off a little bit. Where it's because of the fact that it's so hard to say something kind of offensive without suddenly being lynched. And yeah, 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 I, yeah. You know, I'm a big, I enjoy offensive humour. Oh, I, 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 will, I will still continue to be offensive. Me and you are offensive to each other all the time. But it's in a good way kind of thing. But... I, I think even Vic and Bob probably started to think to themselves, maybe we're not relevant to a certain degree. Yeah. And so you've started to get a little bit of a shift. Now, the Weekenders pilot that they did just after Big Night Out, which we both adore. It's amazing. is amazing. And it's got, I've got this written down here, where um, Phil Oakley turned into that. And also Paul Wyatt and John Thompson and Simon Day all started in. Now, I don't remember them being in it. No. So I've got it on tape. I still have it on videotape. Now, it's not available it's anywhere. It's rare. It's really rare. It's really it? hard to get hold of, which is such a shame because... I would like that to be an extra on one of their... Maybe it is, not But if you, want, if you want, you know, peak surrealism, yeah. it's The Weekenders. The Weekenders. Because we, well, that's them at their peak. Mm. We're doing silliness. And they're still... Because there's that punk spirit going through it all as well. Yeah, yeah. We've... Um, what has it got? Electric Russell? The Electric <laughs> Russell. Yeah, there's all that kind of spirit. So it's, you know, and it's quite... You know, low res and it's like cheaply made, and that's what's good about it. It is really good, and also, as you said, there is a punk element to it. Definitely, well. the music that's in there and everything like that. And it's such a shame it was never picked up. Maybe it could be a, a, a rights issue, maybe with some of the stuff that. Yeah, because I did want to do a series of it, didn't I'm sure they're yeah, talking yeah. about. I mean, it, there, was, there is another a, a film coming out which will they planned on doing a film called I think it's called The Glove, um, but I think that's probably been put on hold now. But you did mention earlier on, so let's talk a little bit about in the early two thousands, Vic and Bob. Did a revival of uh, Randall and Hopkirk Deceased. I believe it was written by Charlie Hickson. Yeah. And also starred Emilia Fox, who uh, Jim did actually go out with for a bit. You know, I, I own them as well. I they're bought good. Them. They're really enjoyable. I think out of the two, they're both pretty ropey in this acting-wise. Bob, Bob. Bob, he, he, he does all right. He does all right. okay, but the problem is Vic's so good. Yeah, and you got Tom Baker in it as exactly. well. Exactly. Vic's not an amazing actor, no. but he's so good at playing himself. I think the thing is, though, I think Vic is now a really accomplished actor. He is. He's... Um, he's did uh, he played the father of Eric Morecambe in Eric one of the great Eric. Channel 4 things oh, my God. That, I, I bought that as well so, I, yes, I think it's their best one they ever oh, did it's when Channel 4 used to make stuff when used to make stuff Victoria I mean, Wood of course Beautiful. Uh, is it Beautiful Channel 4 yeah it was Beautiful um, yeah because Victoria Wood's in it playing Eric Morecambe's mum 
the whole thing is just a wonderful program. But recently he was in the new All Creatures Grand Small playing oh, uh, uh, Swordsman. Yeah, I mean, he's got because he, at the moment he's got a long hair and a big beard at the moment, so he, he does look slightly surreal in it. Yeah, um, and he's been in with some of the murders, he, you know, as Jim Moyer. Yeah. As so you know, you see a lot of his acting come on, and I, yeah. I think he's he feels more comfortable doing that now. Yeah, and he's still doing his surreal painting. Oh, yeah, you know, right. and he's still messing about. I will buy an original painting. Exactly. That is my goal to buy an original painting. I think with Vic as well, Jim. I think there was like um, in him, you could see behind all of it. There's a darkness in there. Yeah, like the, like the great comedians. Yeah, right. Mm. That's in there because the story isn't getting drunk. He was supposed to be a big drinker, weren't he? Causing trouble when he was drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a, a very famous thing, and it was on the front page of Melody Maker, I think, or it might be the second page of Melody, Maker, which was in my scrapbook, right? And it was a tour that we had tickets for, right? And it was when they suddenly got really big, and it was literally really big, you know. And there was a picture of him. He's got his suit on, but he's wearing a T-shirt instead of his shirt, shirt and tie, right? And he's his brown suit with the black velvet things. I remember it to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sitting on the steps at the back of the theatre, and he looks absolutely terrible. He looks wiped out. Yeah. He looks like it's all too much going too- on. Because his name's up there, and... It's probably one of those things of like, you know, he classed himself as Britain's best light entertainer. Probably something he always wanted. But like yeah. everything, as soon as he comes, yeah, you yeah. then go, oh and shit. And Bob could disappear, couldn't he? Yeah, because Bob, no, no one really knew who Bob was. He was a small fella. He was normally behind a mask or doing something. Or falling you know, over. Or falling over and, and still yeah. doing his football. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think you, you've, you know, the, the importance of Vic and Bob, I think for comedy of art, our generation, which has to be has to be said, late eighties and early nineties, is is incredible because you think about it, we had not the nine o'clock news from the very early eighties, the young ones, which we were just a little bit too young, yeah, the young, young ones, for it. old enough for bottom. But you know, nineteen eighty one, eighty two, you still kind don't quite know what's going on. We still I think that's what I was watching the goodies. Yeah, I was watching and I was watching Python Forty Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I was I was into American humour like Saturday Night Live. You, yeah. Only because of the fact that I was massively into the Blues Brothers yeah. and also Moonlighting later, later on. Cheers, you and cheers, I love Cheers. Yeah. yeah, American situation comedy, but you know nothing beats um, uh, this kind of stuff. Now, the the last thing I think they did with each other properly was uh, they did uh, a web series called Vic and Bob's Afternoon Delight. There's some good is, stuff on that. It really is. And that was done by Fosters, which also did the fashion. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Which you can get, I think it's still on the Fosters website, or you can get them all on YouTube. There's 20 episodes of that to watch. But the last thing they did together, which they co-wrote alongside um, Matt Berry, who starred in it, yeah. was House of Fools, which I absolutely loved. loved. How many series of that? Two, two series. Two or three. Three, two. two. But, you know, that got cancelled. That that. Surely, because no one was watching it. Really? And I think, yeah, I didn't see that's what it was about. And I think, think that's when I read a thing with Jim saying, I just realised the game was up. Yeah. Because the only people watching it were older fans. Mm. I think younger fans would watch it and go, it's just a load of old blokes messing, messing about. But we that's what we liked about that's, it. That's the problem. And it was me, silly. It yeah. was completely silly. And inoffensive, I think they've gone back sort of full circle in the end, don't they? Mm. So they're really silly. Full of people that we love, like Angelus and all that, weren't yeah. him, him in there, yeah, weren't yeah, yeah. Matt Lucas. And, and I suppose as well that the, the the one thing to come from House of Falls, of course, is the, the rise of Matt Berry, because we first knew Matt Berry from Garth Mowing His Dark Place. Yeah. And then obviously Toast of London and, and these albums, which are brilliant as well. So he's obviously he's a comedian in his own right, but he, he looked so comfortable with Vic and Bob and also the other actress um, I can't remember her name now the really weird one who uh, not more, not Maureen Banks 
yeah, her Mabwe, Mabwe, uh, is that, is that is her name? Mabwena. I don't think he, that is. I think she's from Absolute. Mm. Do you know, I'm the one you mean. The yeah. one who... Yeah, does, she's does like her, a female Vic Reeves. Yeah, she's no, pretty much like that. It's yeah, a, she had her own show. I'm so sorry, I can't remember oh, that. What I is didn't her like name? Oh, was it Morgana? Morgana. Something anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because sort of, she was on all that stuff. Yeah, and she's on Cats Do That at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and she's there. really good as well. She's really good. So there is that kind of thing to come from as well. And I, I don't, I'm sure they might end up doing something together, but I think Jimmy's very happy doing his painting. I think Bob's very happy. You know, Bob suffered a very serious uh, heart, yeah, yeah, heart yeah. condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 65 now. Well, 60, they're both 63. Yeah. But you know, both Bob I and I think Paul there's still something there. left for him, but I. What Bob ain't going to be throwing yourself around anymore. It's like bad it. enough when you see him fall over doing that fishing yeah, program. You will you can't do. Vic's been ill. You're saying he's deaf yeah, in one ear yeah. over the years. Did you know? Did you see that program that Vic did? Um, Winter where, walks. Winter walks. Yeah, I've got. I've known he was. I forgot it, but it was on the other night. And I've recorded it. I'm going to watch oh, it over Christmas. It's so good. Yeah, he's, he's just. But walking he's been serious. He's been, been very talk. serious, and he's talking. You see how much he's a proper twitcher. You see how much he loves his birds. But he's, he's still, every now and again, he's still, he still can't help himself come out with some kind of, like, as he's walking down the street. I think very, yeah, very much like in the Spike camp yes. of that. Well, he yeah. probably wasn't as broken man as... No, I don't think he was broke at all. I don't, I don't no, think but he had that where he was, you know, even when he was being serious, he just... Spike can talk about really having that program really depressing, but then mm. he'd do something really stupid. Yeah, I've seen a couple of interviews, obviously going back and watching stuff from, like, Jonathan Ross and, and anything like that. There is a very... St- Strong similarity to from Jim to Rick Mayall actually because oh yeah oh yeah that when you watch yeah, it, didn't but it? then when you watch there was a Wogan episode where Rick played uh, Rick from the Young Ones right doing a bit of poetry and he come and he comes off and he, he takes his hat off and undoes his top top shirt and talks as Vic as Rick. Not normal Rick. Oh, right. And it's very weird to watch because he's slightly out of breath still and he's, he's talking about it, but he's very serious. And you kind of see that sometimes with the Vic and Bob interviews where there's almost a little bit of resentment of not being able to be a bit serious at times. And I'm... I'm well, the way Peter Sellers was, wasn't it? Not Peter Sellers, so yeah. When you hear Peter Sellers being real in back himself, it's weird. Yeah. Because hardly any of it. And he's really, really serious, isn't mm. he? Yeah, well, I mean... Be- quiet. Very rare you ever heard him speaking in his own voice. Yeah, quiet. I, I was watching a puzzle from about... Because I watched that... Listen, that yeah, even, thing. even on that one, though, on the Sellers one with Parkinson, he changed his character four times. Yeah. He actually brings a change of clothes halfway <laughs> through. So just because to show how uncomfortable he was in him, as himself, he, he couldn't be himself. Which is sad, really. I know it's a, a cliche. Say, say, I had no selfie. He used to say, I've got no self, no, didn't I? No, Which I mean, is yeah. very sad for someone to admit mm. that they've got no personality. Yeah, and I, to turn around and say that, you know, I don't know who I am. I mean, it's a bit like that famous quote of Cary Grant. He goes, everyone wants to be Cary Grant. Hell, even I'd like to be Cary Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. which is, I think it's a wonderful thing to say, but just because to show that a lot of it is made up. You know, yeah, well, it's not like some of them sad bits on that Spike thing, in it? Mm. This is what we're talking about. It's all an amazing Spike Milligan thing. Anyone in Britain would probably know about it because it's been on. Mm. And some of the bits where it, like, it's hilarious and funny, but some of the sad bits when he's talking, it's like it breaks your heart, doesn't it? I'm talking about that on a, a Goon podcast. Yeah, uh, it breaks your heart. I don't know when I'm recording it. When I'm he's not. talking about some of that stuff, saying, mm. I don't really like me. I don't really like myself, really. Like this but night. do you not, I mean, both me and you suffer from you know the yeah. dark the dark clouds yeah. uh, as a bit of the black dog and stuff like that and I have to be honest with you I often think that yeah. I don't particularly like myself okay. and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not a horrible person at least I don't think I'm a horrible person but I don't like looking at myself disappointed in myself 
That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. that is Dis- dark. disappointment. Yeah. And I think Spike was like disappointment. That. I think he was just disappointed <laughs> in the life that he had, even though he had an amazing life to everyone else. You think maybe we should, like, kind of do some kind of thing in the mornings where you look in the mirror and, you know, like, what was that thing where, uh, what was it? Oh, do you remember in, um, <laughs> I don't know if you, you never really saw a lot of friends, but there's a Bruce Willis one where. Ross is up No, the bed, I know, yeah. And he's you like, are a neat you are, guy. Yeah, you are neat no, It's guy. one of my favourite episodes, that is. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing that more, looking in the mirror going, you know, you're not too, too bad. bad. Yeah. Like, look at you. Yeah. You're such a fucking disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, go back to this, all the comedians we like all have this in them. I think so, yeah. I think in Britain, there's a, from Hancock, you know, who was a complete self-loather mm. and manic depressive. It's always within British comedy, hasn't it? You think it's more of a working class thing, though? Oh, because you look at Vic yeah. and Bob, they come from working class backgrounds and yeah. cities that are... Like, yeah, Hancock really was a working class guy, weren't he? Yeah, and then you've got Spike, who probably not, but was thrown into a working area. But as you said, that'd be where a little boy coming from India threw a, threw a, oh, a bright flower over one so thing, and the boat just walked past yeah. and kicked into the sea. Yeah. And in and that he, way, yeah. I don't think he ever he was, he was ever comfortable in wherever he was. No. He felt... Uh, odds in Indian, odds in. Mm. It's a bit like, I'm changing to a bit complete, but it's the same kind of thing. I've finally got back to watching that Richard Harris documentary. Oh, The Ghost like, of Richard Harris? Uh, yeah, yeah. I finished it the it's other day. It's amazing, yeah. but there was a man like that. Yeah. He did not know. It's like that bit with Jared Harris, his sons, because that was really moving stuff. Oh, was really it? Really moving stuff. Yeah. You know, and uh, when he was reading that letter he wrote, mm. and then he realised Harris, he don't. He, why are you angry? I don't know. I've been angry on a lot. I don't know, because he had everything. Yeah. Looks, he could sing, he was cool, he was good looking, he come for money, mm. he was... A, but he did not. He was not a happy person, was he? And it makes you wonder, doesn't it, what... What, what was what he before? What could he have done? I mean, I thought Jared Harris said... I mean, what made that programme was, was the fact that it was his son's talking. That was amazingly done, weren't he? Yeah, he was... And also, I think that's what added to that Spike Milligan Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was the family that we're talking yeah. about, because it's all very well and good people who really like the stuff like that. But, you know... If you're not directly involved with them, it doesn't matter how much of a fan you are. You know, it's a bit like um, Keith Moon's daughter. You know, it's said everyone loved my dad, but I had to put up with him throwing a champagne bottle through a wall and being angry. And, and yeah, yeah, like. yeah. You know, it affects the children. But I thought then there was clearly a massive love between them. I think Harris never... He, he was very good at breaking his normal life and his... Oh, yeah. I mean, he had time for his kids and stuff like that. Who was I, what was I watching the other day about... Um, oh, funny enough, Bradley Walsh. There was a programme on last night about Bradley Walsh and it was, Tarbush was on there. Oh, yeah, Tarbush, yeah. Yeah. But he was saying that, you know, the best thing he's done was that breaking dad with Barney, with Barney yeah, Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, when, when you're in, and he was honest about it, he says, in show business, it's one, it's hard, two, it's cutthroat, and you have to be cutthroat in this business to get somewhere. He said, so I would take gigs, I would do gigs, I would do this and do that and everything. So, of course, and he's been married to the same woman for years, Brian Connolly introduced him. And, um, he said, but now, you know, I can look at, I can be there for my kids. Even though I weren't there for the homework, I weren't there for the plays, I can be now. And I think, I think Harris has been like that, where he still made sure he mm. had time for his kids. Did you know as well that uh, Bradley Walsh's childhood friend, it was Vinnie Jones? Was it? Yeah, because they did football together. Oh, oh yeah, 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 forget that. Yeah. No, yeah, I was not that. But that Harris thing was like amazing, but there's some brilliant stories. Oh, God, yeah. No, it was that one where he's on that show with the... <laughs> <laughs> no one says it. Yeah. No, that American Irish is amazing. 
I've noticed the corner of your face is un- uninjured. <laughs> but that, you know, you ain't going to get stars like that anymore. Right? No. There's something wrong with that. But man. also, what are you I, fighting like that? I wish I could have seen that play where... Oh, it's that bit where he did it badly on purpose. Yeah, he's playing, he's got this bad red makeup on. So he's doing this play, listeners. This is Richard Harris. He's doing his play. He's quite old at this point, and he's got re- these red teardrops on his cheek, and he's playing. And he's, and he's Jared Harris said he goes half uh, the, the interval. This couple times said he used to be ever such a good looking actor. Yeah, he's got really downhill. And then when he come back, he didn't have the makeup on, and you realise he was playing a, ca- a character yeah. at the beginning. That sounds like an and amazing play. He started having to go to the crowd. Why yeah. didn't you like it? Why didn't you like it? But he was all scripted. He wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Talk about making you unnerved. Yeah. It's like the, the whole point was it's unnerving. an amazing documentary out there. If you look for it, the Ghost of Richard Harris. It's, it's truly amazing. It's, like, it, it's a longer, but it's it's just like and some of the funniest. Does that amazing with when that two weeks during <laughs> Cromwell, that yeah. mad fucking all going just going on crazy all over the thing. <laughs> and he's you know there's a bit there's a there's only one Pete Road tour bit. We yes. doesn't say. I mean, I thought they might have said something because he didn't get on with uh, Oliver Reed. Yeah, no, he didn't. Get on with I think, think it was about that. Though. No, I think, I think it was, it was good. They didn't want to get too caught. Cool. No, no, the only no, one no. mentioned at all. And if you know them two, that was dangerous together. Yeah. Them three, bloody, you wouldn't go them three together, would you? No, no, no. Thought, no. Go out for a drink with bloody, uh, bloody Oliver Reed and O'Toole. Well, they'd just be fighting, wouldn't they? That, that's the thing. <laughs> be be, too, too many egos. You'd probably gone home. Yeah, I'd have gone home a long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to but that darkness that. Was it, uh, I've always liked in people. Yeah. And Vic Reeves had that, not so much, not so much, but it was always there and it could be quite rude. It I'll could be quite rude. Quite I remember on that Ramsey programme. Oh, when he wanted to. I want a fried egg. And then Goodman just said, why don't you just fuck off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I, I mean, you know, he's been married to Nancy Sowell now, is it, for quite a quite a long I think she probably kept him in check. I Has he got so, kids? Yeah. Uh, he's got four children. Bob's I, got two children. Imagine your dad's Vic Reeves. I know. I don't know if his kids come from his first partner, Sarah Vincent, or from Nancy Sowell. I mean, a few people didn't like that Nancy Sowell. I think he did. Um, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, didn't he? And he didn't come across very well in that. No, he was, now this was a dark period of Vic Reeves, but he was weird in that film. Yeah, and I, well, I don't think it helps you when you go in there with your partner because I mean, it means you can't be yourself and you can't be your what people yeah, expect and you a to be. Yeah, a taker in there, weren't he? Yeah. And like he did it in a sort of hot. Which he could do sometimes, yeah, couldn't yeah. he? And I think that's the problem. Maybe that's the reason why I kind of like Vic Reeves is the fact that I can be a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah, him, yeah. It's Where's Bobby? Yeah. No, Bob. Bob's just a lovely no, man. No, there's no darkness no, in Bob. No. Even no, though no. he's had some dark shit in his life. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, what? He was a lawyer for a start and he, he, he gave that up. So he's an incredibly intelligent man. Yeah. But let's say he had um, triple heart bypass, yeah, was yeah, he? His dad died in a car crash, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that thing on the Go Fish Gone Fishing. Where they go to his old house was so moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what I like about that program. Yeah, it's not all, not really all about it's not about fishing, yeah, is yeah. it? It's about them two yeah. talking about yeah. really their own mortality. Yeah, they know yeah, that yeah, yeah. they could both of them drop down dead at any time, really. Which is, I suppose, it must you must. I think you either go. It's like they say a lot, a lot of people when you get older, where you know that. Your time's coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. So you either get really sad about it, or you, say, yeah. or you think, you know what? Let's make the best. Which must be quite hard as well for Bob, because Bob was always full of energy and running around. He still yeah. does it, but you can see he's not the. He's not, and he's always be... suffered from arthritis as well. <coughs> if you notice in early Big Night Out days, his hands are, you know, Bill Nye. He's, he's like that. His fingers are bent over, and uh-huh. he suffered from chronic arthritis all of his life. Bloody hell! So that's probably because he comes from Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cold and damp up there in that there Middlesbrough. Yeah. But uh, but there you go. So uh, anything else you want to say about? Uh, no, no, it's like 
it's a part of our growing big part of our lives, really. Really, yeah. and yeah. like I said, but I think you know, you're right. Boosh was probably the last time we had surrealist, and mm. you know Julian Barrett could be a very awkward bloke like that, couldn't he? I think Barrett was just quiet, wasn't he? I think it was I've bit... never seen him go on a chat show. I'm not speaking. No, but he's very much like Lucy, his wife, isn't he? Um, you know, the one, the real Seville um, lady whose name forgets me. Uh, not Lucy. Something like that, isn't it? I know what I mean. Anyway. She, was in, she was in Jam. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of stuff with Chris Morris and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. But it was always Noel Faldin who was the funny one, weren't he? Yeah. He, he was like the Bob Norton of it, weren't he? Well, that's an He was the go, you know, funny. And... Yeah, I mean, it's like we haven't really had anything from them two for a while. And, 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 I, I don't know if Monkey did... trade. Yes, I don't think... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't think they're full now. It's a bit like Vic and Bob. You... I think they just did work apart from each other. I, I think. think so, yeah. You've got to go and do your... your and Julian Barrett's whole older as well, you know. He's older. Come on, they're not young anymore. Are they in the... About our age, aren't they? I think Julian Barrett will be older. Julian Barrett's probably about average. I think Noel Fielding's about five years younger. Yeah, no, Julian Barrett was amazing in that thing about uh, Witchfinder, that comedy on BBC. I started watching that, yeah. He's, when Julian Barrett comes in later, he's amazing. If you want someone with a pointy hat on, and they're really good. It's a really good show, really good show. There was a poem that came out that I didn't like. That um, it was all to do with the advertising world. Yeah, Nathan Barber. Nathan, oh, I like that. That's fucking hardcore. Yeah, I think. Mind you, I don't like Black Mirror either. Yeah, so, it's so fucking yeah. hardcore. I yeah. maybe I am getting old, and that, that's the way they. But it's a bit with Vic Reeves and Vic and Bobby. Did you see them getting old? It's like mm. you realise you're getting old, then, don't you? Well, it is really, isn't it? That's our that's our era, and you you're following it, and it doesn't matter how much your brain tells you. Yeah, that you're yeah. Not, you know. Because I don't think you know Reeves and Bobby would get a show on BBC anymore. I, well, that hence the reason why House of Fools. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just not. They're, people don't want people like that. Don't want like that anymore. Do you, you could think, get more into this, but it's not worth it. No, do you, do you think? No, no. Yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think? No, it's also a point where because there's so much streaming these days, and a lot of the younger gen, and I'm not being flippant because I I see it from my own daughter where we were watching. Um, I wanted to put on Hot Fuzz last night because I wanted to see Hot Fuzz. We ended up watching. Uh, the Italian job because he was on telly oh, and right, I went yeah, oh man good, you know Christmas is happening when the Italian yeah, yeah, job yeah, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter how when when you drop into that film you end up watching the whole of it don't you and I said to her, oh well, look at this bit here and she just looks up from her phone oh, looks yeah. at her, and then looked back down again yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like I wonder if that there's no kind of you know people don't invest yeah, it's in not, comedy much it's now. not a two minute clip on your phone no it and that's where everything is now isn't it and it's a shame because even though some of the Reeves and Morgan stuff works really well like that because I've been sending you loads of people yeah, 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 right? yeah. I was watching Georgia oh that thing that you sent me the other day about you going to fit yeah <laughs> it's good because even, even Jack D is laughing even Jack D is laughing Jack D with your face like a, <laughs> like a used panel beater's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but like Georgia Jeans I was watching George Jeans again yeah, the other yeah, night yeah. and I was laughing away and I'm thinking also I don't know if I'm going to put that clip in I have got it but it's so hard I mean if you don't come from, I mean it's yeah, hard yeah. enough for us but yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. come from Geordieland yeah, trying yeah. to get them yeah. accent because that's like, some of the best stuff I mean repping up but I have to like some of Vic's amazing characters they could create oh god yeah the club the club oh god if you want a great character <laughs> Again, no, you can't put a clip of that. No, it's you really can't hard because he's, he's, just... he's got a mouthful of marbles. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's yeah, yeah. talking like, oh, and this is what this guy said. <laughs> <laughs> go, oh my God. But he, listeners, if you do, I mean, there's obviously there's going to be quite a few people who are, are similar eyes to us who are going to be into Vic and Bob. Uh, but if you do, just search it on YouTube and it is a bit of a rabbit hole. Once you start going into it, 
you do get sucked into it, don't you? Really, it's amazing. Uh, there's and there's loads of stuff. I was watching some of him on chat shows in the nineties, and it was it was mm. really good. I'm watching that because they never break them. The crack the Troy did once, man. Didn't really work, did they? No. Because he walked down with a carpet. I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. With his lucky carpet. His lucky carpet, yeah. With a massive carpet. And I think about Americans like like Monty Python. But I think the thing with Python, it's very 60s humour still, so it's quite... Yeah. It's surreal, but it's sort of still quite standard, isn't it? Yeah, It's man. still a standard joke with a punchline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah. room stuff. There was no... Um, there was more, no it was line. more the cue. Yeah. Thing one more like Q, wasn't it? Mm. That's the shocking thing, quickly. All them early series of BBC White Dawn of Q. What the oh, BBC oh, get with their own fucking I stuff. I know, I know, that's the nineteen seventies for you, not only did they it's because everyone only everyone ever thinks about Doctor Who being whites, but it's not there's so much T V that has been discarded and you're looking at it and yeah, you know, you do watch Q and there's some dubious bits in it, but there's also some absolutely like beautiful. There's some beautiful comedy in there. It really is because he was one of the first people to say, "You don't need a punchline. Just go to the next, the next kind of thing." You know, and that that would go on. Talking about surrealism, gal. Is it yeah. time that I crack? It open is our very own Dervy uh, Greaves. Uh, let's crack open the Christmas phone. Bear in mind, I haven't read this, so oh. in in advance, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, Waggles. Hello, Waffles. How are you? And the little mad dog face. Oh. I hope you... <laughs> Not the way you answer that. No. <laughs> oh, I hope you are good. I am good. Last time I massage, huh? I tell you I have no girlfriend oh, uh. called Kelly, who was nuts as she would only do full sex <laughs> if I was dressed as a unicorn. <laughs> she is a sex pervert. So I leave her Waffles. Plus, Goosey's mum oh. is a witch. And when she meet her, she said she'd give off bad vibes. And no one needs that waffles. I had a new girlfriend. I meet her when we were both made to do litter picking. <laughs> she is called Angelina and I notice her immediately as she has really long arms. They reach down to almost her ankles. I thought to myself, that's unusual. Like a gorilla. Anks, I likes gorillas. I shake her hand and say hello, although I have to shout hello really as I was so far away from her because of her crazy arms. <laughs> she seemed nice so he goes to the fair she's mm. very good at hooks a duck due to her long arms <laughs> but we are not allowed on dodgems as her arms are too long to reach the steering wheel without get elbows sticking right out to the side and the man said it was a hazard as other drivers would crash into her mad elbows she's nice and she isn't a gypsy or a Nazi <laughs> and isn't a sex freak or have a big head and she hasn't piped off in sex pieces. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that's going to be there. That's going to be me for all his life, isn't it? It is. For, for Christmas, I buy her a jumper, but then Eli's the arms will be too short. What have you asked Santa for? I ask for a toasties machine. I love toasties. Lots of custard creams. <laughs> oh, dear. A fleshlight modelled on mum's innards. <laughs> a fleshlight modelled on mum's innards for when she isn't home. A DVD box set of wanky races. I, I loves it. And to meet Mad's dog. I loves him. I would like a nice photo of him to put in my scrapbook of heads. I hope he has a nice Christmas and all the waffle peoples too. Merry Christmas from Rob. There we go. And also, you can turn up at the... We are doing... We are waffle, doing... 
what, full 2023, yeah. the 50th yeah. anniversary? Hopefully the world's not going to end. So we never know, by oh. But we're going to look, by, you know... Well, yeah, I, I, I've suggested that what we do is we uh, we wait until all the rail strikes and unions have sorted their shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing worse. That's already buggered us oh, up several oh, times. Yeah. Buggered you up this weekend yeah, for going yeah, to London. Yeah. Buggered me up for going for drinks in Sturchley. And so we're going to wait until we, we know all the unions done because we've got lots of people coming from London, from Southampton, from up north yeah, and yeah. all this. So we don't want to we don't want to mess anyone about it. And we're also going to do a little bit of research. So hopefully if anyone wants to stop over, um, they can stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, we did it before. It was great. But the <laughs> Christmas market... Is Mad Dog going to stop with you? No, he's bloody nuts. He, uh, he pipes you up. <laughs> <laughs> Shame your wife a bit. Well, let's not, let's <laughs> stop it. No, that's not the kind of Christmas present you want. Nope. Um, but more details. Uh, with that next year obviously come and join us on uh, Facebook um, I don't do I've deleted Twitter <laughs> too negative too negative don't need those negative waves yeah it's um, true negative Everyone, you know it's getting more and more common that is that and then people go in nah nah even Kevin nah. Smith you know he's saying I think after I'm getting rid of it yeah he said I've had too much shit and there's old people abusing me when I'm at home it's, it's no I don't, I don't want it I just get annoyed by everything that's on there it's too uh, critical it's, Twitter it's everything too, and I don't if I'm, it was fun It'd be great, but that's fucking a bare minimum on there. Well, I like Instagram. I'm still on yeah. Instagram because I like Instagram because it's just generally photos and little silly videos. Um, but there will be a, a waffle announcement on there, which I'll put on and I'll just go off it. But you'll find generally a lot of our information either via email or on Facebook and we'll start announcing our 50th uh, yeah, yeah. birthday films for next year in the next couple of weeks. Maybe. Yeah, and I say, if you... What, if we... If we you know, mention the films we're going to do because we'll probably know all for the year what we're going to do, won't we? Mm-hmm, yeah. If you look at them and see a film and it's not on there from 1973, put it on there and we'll have a look. We'll have because a look. we won't know everything. Like no. I said, you might be no. films that you go, why have you done that bloody film from 1973? We'll have a look at it if it's really good. Well, we, we're quite open nowadays, yeah. aren't we too? Because you, you, you've been uh, texting me about, oh, Med So-and-So's on Talking Pictures tonight, like 7 Ups is on uh, in, this week. So I've got all these pre-sites. So I watched time. Carry On Christmas I never saw before. It was on yesterday. I'm oh, yeah, they, 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 it's on this week. Uh, I've never saw month. it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, right, a bit, it's not so great. But it's, it's not good, so great. It's good seeing... Kenneth Williams isn't on it, though, is it? No, no. no it's mainly Sid James, Bobby, yeah. Kenneth Connor, I think. But there's another one is on this week as well. I think there's only three, I yeah. think. Tom Pictures is amazing. Mm. It's amazing. It could have got you about the last... Big Pat McGoon film, didn't I? Did you record it? Yeah, I did record it, yeah. Which I got a feeling I might have seen it because I recognised the... It, it, the it, it must have been really... It, must have, it could have been a lot longer than that. He died four years later. Ah, right. He'd done loads of TV. He did The Simpsons and he did... Um, he did um, Somebody Bones, Stingy Bones in, in some cartoons. So ah, then right. He, then he passed away. So, I uh, hope everyone has a lovely Christmas and uh, God, let's hope next year is better cool. than this one because it's been, frankly, quite shit for us. It's really uh, <laughs> We've lost some good friends. Um, well, we haven't not behind the radiator. They pass away. No, no, no. There's <laughs> like too many deaths around us at our work. Our work, and also in our uh, well, personal life as well. Let's put on a diary. Yeah, so uh, get your mistletoe. <laughs> Where's that mistletoe, Kel? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm not. But I'm, know, I'm not going down. Here. I went to get a tree. When I went to get my tree, oh, so what's that over there? They usually sell mistletoe. They don't sell mistletoe because they're not allowed to say anymore because they have complaints about what mistletoe. Because what's you might want to kiss someone who don't want to be kissed. This is the world. You're kidding me. Yeah, the bloke's time said that people had But again, you was, you was always putting that mistletoe and your belt. Oh, your belt, loads of <laughs> This is the world we live in. Oh, come on. Even that's been cancelled. No, I'm not having <laughs> that. So, actually, we normally have a bit of mistletoe, but we haven't got any at home this year. I didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be in such a foul mood, though, then yeah, generally yeah. people don't come near me. No, no, no. Anyway. Anyway. 
We hope you have a great Christmas. <laughs> we <laughs> certainly are going to have a yeah, good Christmas. Christmas. Uh, no, films. Uh, oh, God, yeah. yeah. I've already... Uh, Radio Times highlighted. Have you done it? I was going to say I did it yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I went deliberately out of my way to go and buy the Radio <laughs> Times. Anyway, listeners, we'll see you all next year. Happy New Year! Johnny G. Superior denim leisure wear, whatever the occasion. Here's what our customers say. Hey, Kev, it's a sad occasion here at Uncle Jack's funeral, but I must say, you've got a dash in your Geordie jeans. You seem to have stolen the shirt. I am no. Before the Uncle Jack was here, to see how tight they are. I know, they're especially tight around the ass. <laughs> I wish I was wearing Geordie jeans. Geordie jeans! Oh, Randy Stewart, those jeans are a bit loose around the backside, like. Aye, there ain't room for me farts to float about in, you know, like, for when I'm kind of new. I wish I was wearing Geordie jeans. Geordie jeans! <laughs> what? Have you seen Alan? As you realise what a nice arsey I did as I'm wearing those Geordie jeans. <laughs> I know, they are especially tight round the horse. <laughs> I wish I was wearing Geordie jeans. Geordie jeans, nice and tight, especially round the arse. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Exactly.